This is Common Sense Ohio. The Friday following an election day, the entire U.S. of A. was watching the state of Ohio in our election returns. This is Brett. With me is Norm, and not with us is Steve, who is on a well-deserved vacation. Uh, You know, before we get going, though, with the news that is news, Common Sense Ohio brought to you by Harper CPA Plus, CPAs and accountants providing accounting, tax, and business advisory services. Without a business partner who uh, who holds you accountable, it's easy to be so busy doing business that you don't have the right accounting and tax strategy to grow your business. They don't just care about numbers. They care about helping you tap into greatness on your entrepreneurial journey. You deserve a trusted CPA firm partner who has helped hundreds of businesses go from paying the bills to building the business and lifestyle of their dreams. Go to harpercpaplus.com and download their free entrepreneurial success formula, how to avoid managing your business from your bank bank account. So um, I use them. Steve uses them. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're good people, actually. HarperCPAPlus.com. Um, Norm, an extremely busy week for Buckeyes. As Big we just time. talked about, it's, you know, this this episode will basically be kind of a post-mortem, literally a post-mortem of, of what did happen with um, – uh, the two major issues and the one issue that was, you know, the spotlight was on us this time around for yeah. issues nationally. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. So everybody's talking about Ohio, uh, Ohio being, um, one of the major swing States, uh, usually in national elections. Mm-hmm. So, um, the old saying used to be, uh, as goes Ohio, so goes, uh, the presidential election. Um, but I'm not so sure that either uh, marijuana or the abortion issue, now that the Supreme Court on abortion has reverted decision-making to the states, I'm not really seeing much effect going forward on presidential races. I mean, candidates can say whatever they want, uh, but the Supreme court has put the power back into the States. So what the president may say about it, his or her feelings, uh, uh, philosophy, um, while probably for single issue voters may have some sway. I don't think, um, I don't think it's going to be a huge factor in the presidential race. Well, you saw that in the, in the debates the, the next day with Republican debates. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it didn't seem to affect them. No. You know, no. I, I, I don't know, good, bad, whatever, but they were asked the question and none of them, none of them would say, yeah, that, like, you know, uh, we're, we're going to put a mandate down. This has got to stop. Biden's so, out there doing victory laps yeah. on abortion. Yeah. Um, I don't think which, it, which he had absolutely nothing to do with what you're taking well, a victory lap for a race you never ran. He's <laughs> he's claiming that uh, the Biden Harris administration, nah. what he views as their successes and their position on abortion, is you know he's claiming somehow he had coattails and it carried the day. I nah. completely and totally nah. doubt that. No, nah. and I would say that. I would say the same thing if it were, you know, Republican, whatever. I mean, no, I mean, you, it, you had no say in this. That has nothing to do with you. I'm not sure it's going to have much to do with uh, the Sherrod Brown um, reelection attempt next year either. After all, Ohio elected just a year ago, uh, J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance 
had a no exceptions uh, policy on abortion, meaning when he was running for Senate and Ohioans elected him by 6%, which is a sizable margin of victory, uh, he at that time has since changed, uh, softened a little bit his uh, outlook. But at that time, his position on abortion was no exception for either rape or incest. So he had no exceptions. He viewed the uh, fetus as an innocent uh, party, regardless uh, whether or not violence uh, had been perpetrated against the mother. Now, uh, my understanding is J.D. in subsequent interviews has uh, changed that where he believes there should be exceptions for rape and incest. But it just goes to show you Ohioans elected him. Right. And and yeah. he had the most anti-abortion uh, stance possible, and it was well-telegraphed, it was covered, and he got elected. So mm-hmm. I don't think that a candidate's particular position, unless they're running for Supreme Court in Ohio, is going to have much of a difference. I wonder if there's a piece of fatigue to this, that it, or, or we are looking at candidates— as a full package versus just one issue, yeah. which it should be yeah. if you I, think about it. But, it well, but I think it comes to your point, though, too. He was at that extreme with abortion. He was elected, but he but they voted for a full package on him. Other things he stood for. Right. They liked what he was going to do, you right. know. So, right. yeah. So yeah. for me, the story, you know, people love horse race stories. They like to discuss elections and numbers. And, you know, you have all the political consultants. For me, uh, and I'm speaking here not for the show. Um, you know, we have we have two other um, uh, panelists in this show. There's three of us, and we all are entitled to our own views. So I'm in no way uh, trying to tie in uh, Steve or Brett. Just speaking for myself, um, I am a I am I am distraught. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm upset. I'm distraught. I cannot, this is not the Ohio, I I don't recognize Ohio anymore. And I think with the influx of these data centers coming, the population mix in Ohio is already, has already changed from what it was. Just take Columbus as an example. At least one out of two people you meet in Columbus was not born here. This is a state, this is a city and increasingly a state where people from out of state are coming and huge numbers are going to be coming from not only other countries, but places like uh, California and uh, North Carolina and Seattle, you know, big data centers, uh, Arlington, Virginia, whatever. We're, we're, we're about to add just in, in the County I live in, we're adding 400,000 new residents. Um, Now some of those will be from Ohio, but the majority of them, I think, I, at least, I think 75% of them are going to be relocated from uh, blue states. So when I say Ohio, I don't recognize Ohio. This is not the Ohio that um, I, of my youth, put it that way. And I, I guess people would say that about most of, uh, you know, places where they grew up, except for maybe places like, you know, Tennessee or, or Florida or whatever, uh, where... Uh, some traditional values still hold, but 
Ohio now on abortion is equivalent to California's policies as of the election. So the constitutional amendment, issue one in Ohio, is self-executing, meaning the legislature does not have to take any action. Nobody has to sign anything. It is self-executing, and it'll be up to the Ohio Supreme Court and perhaps the federal uh, Supreme Court of the United States to uh, sort out maybe what the language means. But I think I think Planned Parenthood and the ACLU wrote up uh, pretty clear language when they say um, that individuals, they don't even say females, individuals, which includes anybody of any age, mm-hmm. okay, have the right for, and then they list it, you know, various things, things that were not in contention like, uh, you know, birth control and mm-hmm. uh, fertility treatment. <laughs> you know, they yeah. threw a lot of things in there to, to kind of confuse, I think, the voters or make the voters think that this was a pro-freedom kind of um, amendment. And, and Brett read the language last week, and I think we all generally concluded that the language being so being so oriented towards people's quote rights using you know using words like that and using words like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, you know reproductive choice and and you know nice sounding words instead of talking about the death of babies you know sure. so so there was a lot of um, there was a lot of um, fuzziness perhaps to people's approach to this but the language itself is pretty clear-cut that one doctor meaning you know if you're an abortion clinic it's going to be the Planned Parenthood doctor one doctor can decide any time after viability which is generally viewed somewhere around 15 to 20 weeks but if the doctor decides that the abortion would be in the uh, best interests of the health of the mother and the health it, health is is defined uh, within the judicial system to include mental health, uh, family situations, um, even financial health. Uh, that doctor, without any review, without a second doctor like Ohio under the previous law, where you needed two doctors, not in business with each other, mm-hmm. can get an abortion right up to the day of delivery. And I think, um, I think for, for me, uh, even if, so I'm very pro-life, but even if I was pro-abortion, the idea mm-hmm. that you can abort up to the day of delivery, that's a bridge too far. I would think that's a bridge too far for most pro-abortion voters, but either they were confused or dazed or viewed this as an all-or-nothing thing, I don't know. But current, previous law, you know, the, the heartbeat bill, it allowed an abortion at any time up to uh, the heartbeat being detected. So Ohio did permit abortions before issue one. Now it's, you know, the full term. All right, yeah. Well, I, um, I'm going to bring some stats in just so, you know, we have it on record about what did happen here. Um just so you know, uh, listener, that you know there are nearly eight million registered voters in Ohio, seven point nine eight eight. 
the unofficial voter turnout was around 48.86%. And usually on a presidential election, it runs about 74%. We were running about average for an odd number year. Um, statewide, 56.6% of the Ohio voters backed the Reproductive Rights Amendment, according to election night results. Um, and that included, uh, from what I saw as an exit poll from Washington Post, even 18% of those that called themselves Republicans voted for it. So I, I wanted to break this down a little bit. And um, I'm going to go back to my home county where I grew up. And so I can pick on them and or decipher what the hell happened. So I, I grew up in Mercer County, and that Mercer County is rural, uh, agricultural-based, <clears throat> red, 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 red. I mean, it's it's been Republican, you know, ever since I knew it growing up there. So, uh, and and again, you know, this, this county uh, it would not have made a huge difference in regards to changing the percent that I'm going to talk about in regards to the results. But if you look at all the other counties that are very similar to a Mercer County in Ohio, it could have made a difference. So you've got 26,369 registered voters in Mercer County. It has 60% turnout, which was good, but 60% turned out to vote. What else on the ballot do you need to make you come out and vote? You have a life or death issue on the ballot that you get to have a voice on. But, but 40% of the registered voters did not turn up to, to, make, to, to make their voice known. That, to me, that's mind-boggling. Yeah. That's my, that, that you have organizations like the Right to Life or whoever it might be that, I, you know, and to your point, even if there is confusion, it still comes down to you have an opportunity to say no to abortion rights with issue one. Well, unlimited abortion correct, rights. Correct, correct. Because there were abortion rights prior. Right, right. but, but, but you, it's on the ballot. Yeah. You get to, and, and only 60% of that county turned out to even vote. Yeah. That, that is, to me, mind-boggling. So I've you heard. Can't, you can't activate your base to get out there and vote. Well, I've heard, uh, yeah, well, we can talk you know, about the, yeah. we could talk about the marketing and all that, right, which right. I think is a good topic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, l- let's do get into that. Yeah. But um, I have heard some very lame excuses in general, historically, for not voting. And the one that aggravates me the most is people who say they don't vote because they don't want to be called up for jury duty. Really? Yes. Wow. Tons of people do that. Tons of people decide not to vote. Jeez. Especially your guys like who are self-employed with a van that do plumbing, okay. roofing, whatever. They're looking at not earning, you know, maybe a thousand bucks that day versus getting fifteen bucks for being on jury duty. And it literally comes down to, nah, I don't want to give up maybe even a whole week. Right. Because some, you know, if you have a trial, it could be a week or it could be longer. But generally, jury duty, I have found. So I've been called three times. I found that in two two of the three cases, uh, the case got settled. So even though I was to go down to the courtroom, they dismissed us the same day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but for a lot of people, I have been told they they will not register to vote because that is how the pool for jurors is amassed. 
by the county court system based on registered voters. Wow. And so people either don't register or if they register, they think if they don't vote, somehow they won't be called up. And that is one of the primary reasons I've heard. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Well, and and because it's, it's a civic duty to be exactly. a juror. Plus, yeah. what is the what's the three strikes you're out if you don't vote within three? Yeah, so three, look, you're you're out. You're you're done. I well, mean, you have to re-register. Yeah. So why why put that on the line? I don't know. Wow. I, I mean, for me, it's you know people are going to maybe get mad at me, no, and that's okay. But I, for I, me. We just have an overwhelmingly selfish culture Big anymore. Time. And, Big you know, time. all you have to do is play around on social media, you know, go to Facebook or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, go to any of these platforms. And it's constant, you know, showing people, showing off the restaurant they're at or the vacation that they're on or some beautiful, you know, object that they bought or whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's less and less seems to me more – people don't seem as interested in other people as much as in displaying their own, you know, lifestyle somehow that, that you know, look at me, be envious, uh, you know, think about, you know, how wonderful I am and how miserable you are and <laughs> whatever. Right, I, right. I, I, I don't understand it. Com- it comes it. off that way for sure. It yeah, comes exactly. off that way. Exactly. I, we were talking before the show in the eighties, <laughs> they used to call that the me generation because, you know, everybody was hustling, uh, you know, to, to make money and, and, uh, times were good. It was a good economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a boom economy and, and people were buying boats and, you know, building on a, a second half of their house and all, all of this stuff. And it became all about materialism. And, uh, you know, if, if, if that was the me generation today, it's me on steroids. Yeah. Only me. You maybe put, the, put that in front of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. just, it's yeah. terrible. So, you know, I wrote a blog about this, and it was a strong blog, I have to say myself, because I was very passionate when, when I was writing it. I meant every word. I'm not backing away from the word, but the tone, if people read the blog, might, might be a little shocked, uh, because I, I'm physically sick over this. I, I really am. I, I feel vomitous about this vote, and, and, and largely because when I hear the talking heads, and I'm including Republicans— People like Sean Hannity and uh, people, you know, like, you know, uh, Travis uh, and, and, uh, and uh, gosh, uh, yeah. his, his, and, 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 and his sidekick right. there, right. you know, that took over the Rush Limbaugh show. Right. Uh, you know, I, I listen to these guys and, and they, and they want to portray this issue as super complex. Oh, this is really, the only thing complex about it is the horse race part. You know, like Brett and I, if we want to talk about the marketing of mm-hmm. it, if we want to talk about how the votes get distributed and which candidates benefit and all that. But the issue of abortion itself, to me, is crystal clear. It's just as crystal clear as genocide against Jews that Hamas is, is promulgating. You know, it, it, what? It, come on, women. It, it, this, this item in your body, okay, is not a grapefruit. It's not a lamb. It's not a cow. It's it's not uh, a tumor. Okay, it's a human being that's in the process of forming. 
It you can't deny what it is, but we 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 have we have all of the we have this very strained construct that we've invented to make particular because women get to make the decision. Males do not have any say so, by the way, in whether an abortion happens or not. Even if you're the husband, you cannot go in to Planned Parenthood as a husband and stop an abortion. It is completely and totally up to women. Okay, as they say, control of their body. It, they forget that there's a second body inside them, but you know, setting that aside. So I would ask the women, what the hell do you think's in you? It's a it's a it's a gestating human being. Okay. And and you can dance around that and pretend that it's that it's uh, because because you can't see it except by X-ray. You can you can do all the mental gymnastics you want to tell yourself that it's not a baby. It's a baby. Okay. So for me, it's for me, it's crystal clear and it's very simple. The only complexities around this issue are the are the artificial complexities that our society has constructed to deny that it is a baby. So that's where I'm at. And, Mm -hmm. and, and the very, the, the various arguments for abortion, like I want control over my body, belie the fact that there is a second body at stake inside the woman. It also, the same people that would argue that they need control of their body were perfectly willing to tell other people how to control their bodies during COVID. You know, you must wear a mask. You, your kids can't go to school. You, you, they were telling us what to, you must, at one point, Biden, until, until it was struck down by the Supreme Court, Biden wanted compulsory vaccination. They, they were going to make everybody get vaccinated by force. Now, that's control of your body. Mm-hmm. The same people that wanted to control your body, in this case, right, say, oh, no, no controls over your body. So, uh, and the other thing, and then I'll, let, no, I'm hogging the mic you're here. Good. But the other thing about this, when you say you want to have control of your body, what the hell, what, what do you think sexual relations often results in? Pregnancy. <laughs> so if you want to argue that you want control of your body, I would say back to you, and I'm no scold. I, I enjoy sex as much as the next person, right? So I'm all about that. Okay. I'm very, you know, I'm very, I have a very high libido, right? So I'm not anti-sex, but if you're going to engage in sex and at the same time you say, I want to have control over my body, well then have some GDMF in control over your body. Decide when you have sex that this is somebody, A, putatively that, that you, you, you have affection for and B that you're prepared for the consequences, including a broken prophylactic, you know, you use a, some kind of device or some kind of a pill and it goes wrong. If you have sex and you know that a certain percentage of prophylactics and contraceptives fail, then you are knowingly taking a step to possibly getting pregnant. So that's, that's taking control over your body. But what people do not want to do is they don't want to they don't want to accept the consequences of their decisions. That's what this is about. It's about avoiding natural 
what happens in nature, getting pregnant. Now, I will just quickly say, because I'm not a scold, I mean, I'm going to hold this up there. Yeah, do it. Do it. So this, this is the crazy image. The <laughs> Governor DeWine and Fran looking very frumpy. I know. Okay? I know. So that's the mailer. That That is not where I'm at. I think life is a joyful thing. I think children are wonderful. I think that's what it's all about. But there, I believe that there's, there should be two exceptions, and uh, they existed in the heartbeat bill for rape and incest. So I do not think that a violent crime perpetrated on a woman should cause her or a girl perpetrated on a, on a female against her will should have to go to term if they choose not to go to term. So I, those two exceptions, I completely understand and completely support a woman, a girl being able to abort in those two situations. Because they had no control. They had no control. control. And it's monstrous. It's monstrous to force them to undergo nine months Mm -hmm. and then to think about that for the rest of their lives. Correct. Okay. Correct. So I, yeah. you know, that's where I'm at, just so yeah. people don't think that I'm some kind of uh, yeah. Taliban. You, no, no, you no. Know. Well, I have to agree with, you know, and touch on the marketing too. And, and I read something to even add to this uh, as well for a future reference that, I mean, uh, yeah, picking Governor DeWine and his wife is probably not the best because he's not very good on camera. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, and, well, and, it, and look it, at it. Just, it's, just, it just it's, all, it's all sadness. It's all so, sadness, yeah. So what this is, yeah. the position opposing abortion mm-hmm. would be, to me, like if I was marketing this, if, if, if Right to mm-hmm. Life had a national movement mm-hmm. that was coordinated, it would be very upbeat. It would be all about, it would be celebrating life. Yeah. And, and there yeah. is one real legislative thing that I think should be done. I, I never have understood this. But I think from the moment that a girl or a woman, a female, knows that they're pregnant, from that moment, what should attach to that is responsibility of the father immediately, okay, to support medically, financially, uh, that uh, yeah. pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it should be after the baby is delivered. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to attach when that girl or that woman is discovers that they're pregnant. And I think that way. Okay. So so men men have no rights in this area. And I I do have a problem with that. I think they should have some. Mm-hmm. I think they're. I think a married man. Right should have some kind of ability to go to family court and argue against his wife having an abortion and 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 let that play out because she could be having hormonal issues she could be having medical issues and he's not allowed to intercede and try to get her uh, medical help and maybe she maybe she would be open to that anyway but but anyway setting all that aside i think men have been able to skip out on their responsibilities Two women that they impregnate, and I and 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 obviously, if that woman is seeking counseling, uh, it obviously has to go to an OB, right? She is taking on costs, mm-hmm. okay, for a party 
that he got to, you know, enjoy, right, along with her, right? If it's a mutually, you know. Yeah, uh, I think the DNA tests are 100% now. Yeah. From what I read, that hey. it's, they can prove it's the father if, right. if it comes down to push comes to shove. And so even with Ohio's constitutional amendment, right, I think the legislature should pass something like that. I like where you're that going. would support women and maybe yeah. cause them to go full term right. and not abort if they had support. Exactly. I, I like where you're going with this because I again I don't know the ins and outs of the right to life movement in regards to mission, what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're supporting, but it seems to be they are a one trick pony. Outward looking in. Okay, so Moving forward, knowing that this is all being encapsulated in constitutional amendments and you're kind of losing the battle, you're losing the battle state by state to a certain degree. Why not take a look at stuff like you just talked about? First of all, try to push in a, uh, some type of legislation that the dad has to be a part of anything moving forward. That that woman that has been impregnated has the right to go back to that dad, whether the dad is voluntarily being involved or saying, nope. He's the dad. Yeah. I need him part of this. Right. Do it. Okay. Even if it's a one-night it. stand. That's what right to life should, you know, be, should be. Because it supports at least that baby coming to term. Right. If nothing else. Then right. the second part is we've got to figure out what's going on with adoption. We've talked about this off mic. I agree. That I think, you know, I took a look at the Planned Parenthood website last night to take a look. Okay, what do they say? What do they do? What do they say when a woman comes in? And they say they give them three options. Carry to term, you know, you can't abort as well as an adoption option. I think, and and I I found this article uh, from Charlotte Lozier Institute, and they state that many women who, for whatever reason, are unable to parent still reject adoption in favor of abortion. Although studies about women's decision-making about adoption, especially vis-a-vis abortion, are limited, there are many complex possible explanations for this. Uh, for this example, for example, excuse me, serious misunderstandings about, I'll say that again, serious misunderstandings exist about the contemporary practice of adoption, such as the common conflation of private adoption with the foster care system or the misimpression that families who place a child for adoption will have no contact with her again or even know where she's been placed. Whatever the reason for women facing unplanned pregnancies, adoption is the non-option. Okay, we got a problem here. Yeah, we do. We got a problem. And I think that could be a piece where the right to life movement can get in there. And let's say when a woman goes to a Planned Parenthood or whatever, that legislation says that they have – there's got to be a cooling off period. There's got to be – this has to be explained properly that adoption is a process that is – it should be the first on the list. Right. And And, and let's really, really talk about this because – and then the backup agencies of – we're, you know, the, the go-to agencies talking about the, the, um, the, the, the adoption process. Right. I, th- I think we can win some battles here that, well, that, that has many folds that come, I, positivity come out of it. I, I, I agree. So, uh, you know, before this amendment, Ohio had a 24-hour, um, if you will, pause. Mm-hmm. So if a, if a female went to Planned Parenthood, uh, two things. Uh, or any other abortion mm-hmm. provider. If uh, there was a twenty between her first consult and the operation mm-hmm. to abort, mm-hmm. uh, there had to be twenty four hours. And 
the state of Ohio, uh, the, the local boards of health, during that 24 hours were to communicate some of the things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, under the, the current, uh, th- this amendment that passed, there can be no restrictions. And I think the Supreme Court may interpret that to mean the 24-hour uh, pause is uh, under this amendment is, is going to be unconstitutional, and therefore we're going to lose that pause. And that's where the adoption uh, option mm-hmm. could could you know is currently uh, being uh, offered, but but won't be anymore. The good news, it, it, and then the second thing is mm-hmm. Ohio used to, and I, I, you know, and again I don't know what they're doing today, two days or three days after the election, but uh, you know it's self executing. So under current law, now that this uh, uh, amendment has passed uh, for abortions. Uh, unlimited abortions it um ohio prior to that uh required parental notification Mm -hmm. and as long as there was a judicial bypass in cases of parental abuse or some kind you know a, a a young girl somebody under 18 uh could appeal to a judge uh, and privately and secretly get the abortion if the judge agreed that in that in her particular situation uh, the parents were you know uh, deadbeats of some kind or, or or abusive or violent and uh, she could not tell her parents because there would be violence uh, and a, you know so Ohio had that type of a law now that's gone too but who better to sit down with their daughter? in a case of considering adoption than two loving parents. Right. If she has two, maybe just one parent. Yeah, whatever. But, but shouldn't a parent also be somebody <clears throat> in addition to an adoption agency? An a, par- a parent is also a resource. A parent could also discuss with the juvenile, you know, the, the adoption possibility. Uh, within my own family, there was such a case uh, where, um, uh, when the female was a minor, uh, she delivered, uh, and, uh, that gentleman, her, her son, which she did not raise, she adopted uh, that baby out, uh, went on to a fabulous career. And, and you know, that they, they never became, they met a few times afterward. Mm-hmm. They never became mother, son, uh, afterwards, but, uh, she could sleep at night knowing, she did not kill her baby, number one. And number two, the baby went to a, uh, a loving family that raised a good son, and he became successful. And hopefully, you know, the world is better for his life being present. So I agree the, 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 where I'm going with all mm-hmm. this, Brett. So your, your suggestions, my suggestions mm-hmm. about how to address this, there is one little... There is one little uh, bit of light, and that is that because voters did not approve back in August the 8th during the special election, the idea that a plebiscite had to pass by 60%, at least one vote more than 60%, and and they and, and it, voters rejected that for constitutional amendments. So now the voters only have to approve it by fifty percent plus one vote. So since that's still the case, 
what is predicted now, okay, it, it will be a little chaotic. But I fully expect uh, right-to-lifers, uh, churches, other interested groups, uh, pro-life people, uh, are definitely going to be putting another constitutional amendment on the ballot. I don't know yeah, if we'll see will. one next November, but we're yeah. going to see one. There is no question. The legislature also has the right to place constitutional amendments on the ballot uh, with a, a vote of uh, of, um, of of 60-40, I believe it is, for the Ohio legislature. But they have the right to also place that on on the ballot. So whether it's a legislature initiating it or whether it's citizens initiating it, this issue, this is not over. No, I, I don't think it is either. I think you're right. There, there's going to be, I don't know, I, I'm trying to come at it with a common sense look as we always try to do. And you, so you realize what is, what is in existence today? What can be done today? And I, you know, those two thoughts came to mind in regards to, you know, my wife and I have not been through the adoption process, but we also have seen other people around us through the adoption process, and it's not an easy process. They make it very, very, very difficult yeah. for the adoptive. And, and it's I, I get the constraints. I get why they have to kind of really microscope them, but they're making it almost impossible on the, on the yeah. end of, of these parents that want to adopt. And people are going to extreme measures. Extreme measures of adopting, not that the- Korean these, and Chinese Not that those babies. kids aren't uh, deserving, right. but we have kids here that want to adopt exactly it. Exactly right. You know? Of course. So why are we making these parents go overseas? Yeah to do this right. unless it's their choice. Of right. course, they would like to adopt an international child. Totally different scenario. Yeah. Totally different scenario. Right. But I, I, it, but I think just, a lot of them, <sighs> because of the slowness of the process, you know, it might take, you know, four or five years uh, just to slog oh your way gosh. through the process yeah. to where then, then you're waiting for an available baby. Right. Yeah. And, and people, you know, naturally people don't, People are reluctant to adopt older children, right? Sure. Because they've already they have learned behaviors, right. some of which are bad. Mm -hmm. Also, babies that have medical issues, like the mother was uh, a drinker mm -hmm. during uh, her pregnancy, and the baby has brain damage. Uh, you know, and, and other kinds of drugs can harm babies. Right. So they're very hard to adopt right. out. Yeah. Also, so if we can, if we know what the law is that when the abortion can happen. Okay, let's let's try to change yeah. the woman's mind. Yeah, match people Ma up. That, that let's make them where they are. Maybe people with fertility issues uh, that are yeah. looking to adopt. Um, I think we, we it's possible we could save more babies that way right. than saying you can't have an, you know what I right, mean? Right, right, uh, yeah. We should try. Yeah. We should try because talk about all the benefits that happen. No question. Parents that want a child get a child. Right. The 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 the, the woman that got pregnant didn't want to get pregnant. Okay, the father gets involved, but the the baby's given up for abortion. They don't have to take care of the kid. They don't want to. That's right. okay. We don't we don't want to force a family situation that they really don't need to be partnered together. But you they're know, there till the birth. You yeah, know, you yeah, just, just brought up something that there is also a lot of coercion. I I believe because you know fathers are very you know. A guy who, you know, a guy who has no intention of, of being a father right. or being a husband or even being a live-in boyfriend, you know, who doesn't. It, does like, it, it, it was a conquest night. Yeah. And he, he doesn't yeah. want to pay. Right. He doesn't want 
22 or 23 years or 26 years in the case of healthcare. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to have this burden, right, of, you know, coming out of this uh, decision that he made to have sex. So without that 24-hour period to reflect before an abortion, that would also be the period of, a t- of time for the parent and the counselor to, to work with the uh, female in some case, in many cases, a perhaps uneducated, perhaps illiterate, perhaps just young, okay, and doesn't, and, and is being coerced by the person who got them pregnant, mm-hmm. right? To, hey, I, we, listen, I'm not going to go out with you anymore, or I'm, I, I'm going to do something bad to, I'm going to beat you up, or I'm going to do something to you unless you get this baby. You got you to gotta abort this baby, right? And there's this coercion that I am certain takes place in some cases, maybe a lot of cases. And uh, another reason for your cool down period uh, for people to reflect, get education, and perhaps also to, uh, to seek help against coercion. Well, and, uh, and also to realize you, that, that you're not alone. That's right. There is a support system right. that is not coercing you to do anything but just okay, explain talk, your options. Explain the options and let and, – and That's right. That way you make a, a learned decision. Right. Like that maybe you're you, going gonna to be able to live with. Maybe you yeah. don't want to take care of a baby you know, for the rest of your life or it's not at the right stage of your life. But you could have this baby – if you're willing to undergo the nine months, you could have right. this baby and somebody else will take that burden right. on Right. that will love that baby. And then you don't have to feel whatever the, you know, the, 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 the tragic part, you know, like I got to say that the Roe v. Wade, the, the Roe, the, the, uh, the, the lady there uh, who was involved in that landmark decision later in life came to regret that she had that abortion mm-hmm. yeah. and became a pro-life activist for a while. So that's a, it's, there, a, it's a hard decision. There's a lot of guilt it, involved sure in this that may not even manifest itself for right. decades. It's, it's a, it's they not, have that it's option not e- it's not easy. of abor- of, of adoption yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, explained and uh, even to the father, even to the father who says, hey, I don't want this financial burden on me. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, hey, bub, She's intending to adopt the baby out. So guess what? You won't have any financial burden. You get to you get to skip out on this. It doesn't have to be an abortion to get you out of the financial commitment. Mm-hmm. It can be adoption. Okay. And then, you know, there's no need to coerce this girl or woman right. to get an abortion. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Anyway. Um Issue two, if you if you'd like to transition yeah, to let's that, do. let's do. So issue two is about marijuana. I have to say, I because I so I've asked a, a few people in the health industry, um, you know, doctors, um, what do we know about marijuana? What do we know about the, 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 the you know deleterious effects uh, on on people long term? Heavy users, uh, people who are stoned you know, every day taking a gummy or smoking or whatever they do to get THC in their system. What do we know about that so that, you know, recreational becomes more than just like, oh, you know, um, I'm having a birthday cake or I'm uh, popping balloons or I'm doing, you know, playing ping pong or other kinds of recreation. You know, does this type of recreation have health consequences? 
besides the op- obvious, you know, driving driving why while you're uh, under the influence, uh, which we don't want anybody to do that with alcohol or any other drug. And the answer I get back is that because this is federally, marijuana is a Schedule One drug, that even universities and uh, health clinics and hospitals and independent researchers in the United States have been unable to secure marijuana in order to do uh, clinical studies where, you know, this population will be using and the control group will not be using and then will measure things over the course of 10, 15, 20 years. That kind of research has to be done basically using people that are just claiming, you know, like in other words, there's no documentation of what they use, what the strength of the THC is, et cetera. In other countries where that's not true, so we, it's a schedule one drug. It's just like heroin or something. So you, you, you know, like you can't inject heroin in human beings. And I mean, the CIA did it, but the, the rest of us can't do it, you know, or, or whatever it is, or acid, you know, and right. other kinds of uh, schedule one drugs. So, but what I've heard is in other countries, particularly Canada, where they have done human trials uh, with marijuana, there have been, um, there have been a number of medical, uh, uh, well, I guess you could say that at this point they're, they're coincidental, not yet, you know, I guess uh, 100% uh, concluded that it's uh, accurate, but things like serious emotional uh, problems, uh, things like uh, tar in the lungs, very similar if you're smoking c- uh, cigarettes, the same kind of thing with smoking pot. There have been any number of, of uh, health consequences alleged by researchers in Canada. So, Brett, I have to say, on this particular issue, I voted no mainly because I think it's a gateway drug. Uh, and, yes, it, we could talk about, well, alcohol is legal. I, it, it, listen, I get that. But the message to young people in particular is terrible. When you say, here's another thing you can take recreationally, you know, to fade away from reality, you know, to, to, to get a high, to get a buzz. And, and, you know, just like your daddy over there drinking his Jack Daniels, hey, now you can take three or four gummies and you can zombie out too. And I just, hey, I just don't want a culture full of zombies. Yeah. I, um, again, I'll take a little bit of a different stance, but I, I guess I... I look at it a little bit differently. I, I, I'm still a little bit confused on what the, the results will be for this as well, too. Um, but so uh, just to explain, uh, just, just real yeah. quick, I think in some of our previous shows, mm-hmm. we probably, for reasons of shortcutting it, we mm-hmm. we called this a constitutional amendment. It's not. So what issue two was was a statute by referendum. Correct. So Correct. it's not in the Constitution. Right. So the general right. legislature yeah. does have the ability to mm-hmm. modify this. Which it will be. Which will be. Go ahead. I, yeah, because I was going to say. I, I think, just wanted to yeah. throw no, that in. It's a, no, it's a really good point because um, uh, you're going to see a lot of stuff come from this, that, you know, different taxing on it. Um, a lot of this stuff, what what past may change. Yes. That sort of thing. Yeah, right. for sure. Um, I guess I look at it as I. The less we demonize something, the less it's attractive to a, a younger adult. 
So there might be that type of thing to it as well, too, that maybe there won't be. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating uh, because it, it, it's this this may be more complicated than issue one to a certain degree because we don't have we don't know. We can only look at other states that have implemented it. And I guess I look at it as we're the 24th state now, right? To rec- to to yeah. legalize recreation, right? So I, I I guess you have to look at what other states have gone through. The early states, now that they have years in, what's happened? Colorado, yeah. You know, what's going on with Colorado? Um, you know, my daughter's living out in Colorado right now. You know, <laughs> there, there's still issues that um, you know the state won't hire you if you have it in your system. Yeah, you the, know, so uh, so yeah. you know th- there's still regulations. I mean, my son going through nursing school right now. You see, he gets screened. He gets screened. Yeah. He, he can't even kind of be around it. You know, if it's oh, in yeah. a system, you a know, contact and high. that's very difficult as a college kid not to be around it accidentally. Not even your you know your friends are safe. You know right. that your friends aren't because they're respecting you. Whatever you could be going to a. A, uh, you know, a, a, a concert outdoors sure. at a, at a uh, and pick fr- it up. fraternity and pick it up and pick it up. Absolutely. So, and it's going to be in your system for a while. So I think, uh, you know, there's got to be some, we got to figure this out because I know, I and I even put in this too, that um, there may be some look back in regards to, uh, you know, getting some people out of jail because of this. I yeah. think. Oh yeah. yeah I would agree. They're going to, uh, what's it called? Vacate. Yeah. The, uh, because they're in jail because of something now that it's legal. Right. Or so they or they have some they, kind of arrest record. Yeah, they have an opportunity you know. to get to get that record vacated yeah. or get out of jail, you know, free, I guess whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's kind of a mess. Well, it's and also of, it, it, and also you know, yeah. it, it it's a mess also because the federal law has not changed. That too. So means, you've got 24 states, half the states, right? Yeah. have have now legalized recreational it's still a federal Schedule One drug, yeah. so there is this dual judicial system wherein you know if I have marijuana on me and a oh, it F- depends on who's pick you up. If that's a, right. If, if a state if, official picks you up, you're cool. Yeah. If, if, a, if, if the FBI if, picks you up, you're screwed. Or, or if a state, uh, if yeah. a state uh, prosecutor wants to take you to federal court, there you go. Then it oh, changes it. Changes it. Changes it exactly. <laughs> It's messy. It's it's messy. It is. It, it is it, messy. It, it definitely is. I I do know. I you know again. I think there's there. This this varies from what's been passed though. But there are there are definitely medical benefits to 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 marijuana. Um, but we need to start studying it more so we can figure this out. Yeah. So my position we, we in you know, no this, way this is not wreck. Yeah. You know, what we're talking about here. So my position on this is is in no way against medical. Uh, right. prescribed right. marijuana. And I wanted to make that clear yeah. that you're not, because I know no. we've talked about that. I'm just that. talking. I, I don't exactly. like I don't like the messaging to our youth. I think our youth yeah. are so confused yeah. right now. They're, you know, they're yeah. being told that there's more than two genders. <laughs> they're being told that pot can be used recreationally. They're being told that, you know, they don't have to go see their parents to get an abortion now. Mm-hmm. You know, the state backs gambling. I went to Kroger and on my receipt, from Kroger, they said I had gambling credits. Now, what if I'm a, a, a gambling, uh, you know, a habitual gambler and I've got a, a a habit? I go to the grocery store and they're giving me credits to go online and gamble. So you've got kids seeing that gambling's okay. Mm-hmm. Their, their parents can get divorced. There's no fault to that. 
no fault for car car wrecks. Uh, you know, it, it, it's no wonder kids retreat into their TikTok virtual reality world because the real world now is getting so strange. I, I just like I don't know what young children can grab onto. People aren't going to church like they used to. People just where are the value systems? I, I just it, it, to, to me, it just seems like so many things are falling apart. And the last thing that I wanted to see, you know, is children being able to obtain abortions and also being told while they're looking up at their parents, oh, look at mom and dad are getting high again tonight. Uh, I guess this is what normality is. Maybe, you know, so so people just get stoned after work. Yeah, and, and listen, I get it. Dads also drink, you know, after, I, so I understand that. Yeah. But now here's just another approval by society that you can zone out. And I just, I, I think it's regrettable. Yeah, it's, um, well, and it goes back to that, the me generation. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. All if, about, I want to do, if I want to do this, I'm going to do this. And you can't tell me what, you can't right. legislate morality. There, when we legislate morality all the damn time. Oh, well, for sure. What, laws for against sure. rape. Yeah. Right. That's legislating morality. Right. Mm-hmm. Laws against being sucker punched, you know, assault and battery. Sure. That's legislating morality. We legislate morality all the time and we tell people what they can do with their bodies. No, you can't punch. No, Johnny, you can't punch Susie in the face because Susie pissed you off because that's an assault and battery. Mm-hmm. We are controlling your body. <laughs> right. We do that all the time. We do. We do. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but just in a different fashion. You're exactly right. So. Well, if you want to hit some other election issues, there there's some interesting things uh, in Ohio that happened. Um, did you have some more on issue two? No, no, no. I, I, I just I, I knew that there's going to be some repercussions as I brought up. I think that, you're right. There's going to be a lot of legislation. Yeah, legislation yeah. as well as uh, hey, I, 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 I'm now. I this is not legal, illegal for me anymore. And so there's <laughs> a lot of vacation vacating going on, uh, yeah. which I was hoping Steve might you know have a little insight on that too. We could talk a little bit more about that because I think we'll, oh, see, boy. We'll, we'll see the well, he's the, the fallout on that. No question. As, as probably in 2024, more than likely, that's you know it's going to really start to hit. And the so. detection thing uh the fop guys that were here a couple of weeks ago said Mm -hmm. the on the spot types of differentiation between whether it's marijuana or some other kind of uh, weed that's not controlled like like if if somebody's smoking some kind of crazy vape or hemp or something that doesn't have thc in it well how in the world is a police officer as opposed to booze which breathalyzer is somewhat accurate yeah apparently the on the spot systems to detect thc are hugely expensive and not reliable Mm -hmm. so man oh man i just you know yeah we're going to go back to the old days pre-breathalyzer where a policeman pulls you over and has you do some kind of motor control like you know walk down the line backwards and you know, count from a hundred to zero. (laughs) They're going to be doing, you know, put your finger on your nose. They're (laughs) going to, they're going to have to do all these roadside tests now on people who are high, but not drunk. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be. We're going to hear a lot from Steve. On <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And, and, you know, and let's hope that it won't be as messy as we think it might be. Let's yeah. hope. Let, mm-hmm. Let's hope. You know, it, it, again, we have to do our best and can, and only control 
uh, those around us <laughs> make good judgment. I mean, you know, seriously, it, it, yeah. does, it does come down to right. you have your circle <clears throat> of people that you influence, yeah. that you can make comments to, that you can suggest. Do it. Yeah. Because it, it can be one person at a time. You may save someone's life. I totally agree. Take some take some responsibility there's for people a, around you, the people a, that you love. People are going to think I'm some kind of holy roller. Okay, <laughs> but but I love this quote. So about helping people. Mm-hmm. Okay, you that's a beautiful statement that you made. I I love that because when you're hopeless, that that the world is just a dirty, rotten, lousy place, and and and. Uh, you know, everything is darkness. You can yourself at least help one other person, you know, or the people are immediately around you, several people. You can take individual action to make the world a better place. So I love this story. A reporter was interviewing Mother Teresa of Calcutta about all of the tragedies surrounding her on the River Ganges there in Calcutta, right? All of the people starving, the people sleeping, you know, on the, in the streets, the uh, people with disease, uh, drinking, you know, their, their bath water and their poo water and their drinking water is all out of the same river. So, you know, people with terrible just illnesses. And the reporter said, Mother Teresa, you know, you're in a country with, you know, millions and millions, like way bigger population than the United States in a much smaller area. Mm. And the, the, the amount of uh, poverty there. And, she, and she, he, he said, how can you have any effect on this? We're talking millions of people. You're one short little <laughs> lady, right, in a white smock. What the, you know, what do you... What do you, you know, how are you going to affect this? And she said, one person at a time. Just what you said, but It's all it has to be. That's what her answer was. And you think it's not a lot, but it is. It is. One person, you throw a pebble in a lake. Right. And then then the rings of of the reaction in the water surface. It's not Pollyannish. It's not. It's all you can do, too. It's all all you can do. It's all you can do, and it can be very effective because- what if that one person you affect goes on to becoming the mayor or the governor or the president or whatever? whatever. I mean, uh, Gerald Ford was an orphan. He wasn't aborted, and he was raised by Father Flanagan and, and his brothers there at, uh, you know, the Home for Boys. So, yeah. um, yep. you know, somebody, somebody took him under uh, their wing, and he played for the Michigan Wolverines, by the way. So we won't hold that against no, him, no. but uh, he, he got out of that. that mess. <laughs> <He got> out. <laughs> so uh, just a couple of quick yeah. hits since you asked earlier. Yeah. So in Columbus, we have this uh, new. Uh, I don't live in Columbus, but you know it's it's the it's the big metropolis where where this show is taped. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, went from a at large system where uh, used to elect uh, all of the city council. Uh, to represent the entire city. Uh, this year, a new thing, they changed the charter. This year, uh, they're assigned districts. They're still elected at large, but each of the nine council persons represents a specific geographical area. I think at some point, they ought to be elected by those same geographical areas. I, I think that way, instead of 
you know, being assigned a district, you actually are elected by the people in that district. Because after all, you know, German Village, for example, has different issues than, say, uh, the the short north or the near east side or uh, I didn't realize I was having that's bass backwards. Yeah, yeah, that's totally bass. So they're they're elected at large, right? You have a pool of people running. You pick nine, right? Oh the nine top vote getters. So it's like the, who picks the short straw that's yeah. going to represent the, um, the crappiest ward, Polaris or or whatever yeah. part of Columbus that you're talking about. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? So this story. This so it's story. not like New York City where you have wards. Yeah. Right. And people yeah. are elected yeah. out of that ward. Yeah. Oh my God. So Colum- but they took a step. So now they have nine yeah. districts. And there's nine people representing each of those districts, okay. but they're still elected as a pool. So starting next year, you probably saw this too, Columbus City Council gets publicly funded police security detail like the mayor. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. So they feel safe going into yeah. their areas. <laughs> the rest um, of us don't get yeah, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So wherever they go, I mean, and we're talking down to if they're just even going to dinner. Yeah. They're going to have... Yeah. They're going to have security by them. Secret Can service. Can I have security when I go to, <laughs> to, to to the rough parts of town? I know. When I want to go to maybe try a local coffee shop, but I know it's kind of a rough area. I and and yep. as as a non-public entity, can I have some security going in there? Uh, the FOP Unbe- guys, unbelievable. They said basically it's going to cost about a hundred thousand dollars per council Jeez. person. So there's you know there's another million dollars. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, know, that, oh, what what is the quote here? Oh, I got to read this up. <laughs> that they um, well official yeah there we go. While officials said on that Monday that referencing the the article that police protection for city council members is becoming more common in big cities around the nation, the city council security t- detail. Makes a first for Columbus and, and the number of councils, you know, so it's one of those, they almost, I, it almost comes off as, wait a minute, we, we want a security system too. We want security. Indianapolis has, or I don't know if Indianapolis, but you know what? It's like our other cities have it. Why don't we? So the same oh people, God. Ginther and his nine, you know, compatriots there on council, the same people that don't want to let common folk right, constitutional carry, are perfectly happy to have an armed policeman. Yeah. You know, like, okay, like I wouldn't like, so I don't constitutional carry. I mean, I don't, I never have, and I haven't uh, yet. I I don't know if I ever will, but I don't carry a gun. Okay. But would I like, wouldn't that be a great thing if I did consider to carry a gun to to say, you know what, now I don't have to. I don't have to pack one and have all that weight of responsibility attending to having a gun on my person and being aware that, oh, no, I'm approaching a school zone or I'm, I'm going into a business and they have a sign or whatever. No, now I have a Columbus police guy with yeah. me, you know, to provide, you know, protection like I'm Snoop Dogg or, you know, Billy Joel or Taylor Swift or something. I, I've got my own posse now, you know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're considering this an investment. <laughs> this is an investment that we believe is prudent. Yeah. We don't make these decisions about our safety. The, the, we don't make these decisions about our safety. The division of police does. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. Oh, my God. So in Cincinnati, uh, they also did a vote. Uh, so in Columbus, all Democrats, the mayor won re-election. Mm-hmm. He was almost unopposed. His only <laughs> opponent was a guy in his own party 
another Democrat that ran against him in the general. So anyway, Ginther won re-election by 63%. Um, all Democrats on city council. In Cincinnati, same thing. Nine uh, city councilmen, all Democrats. The sole Republican incumbent finished 10th. So uh, Mrs. Keating is not on city council anymore. So it's all Democrat. Another interesting thing in Cincinnati, the voters there approved the sale of a railroad that Cincinnati owns. They own a railroad called the Southern Railway. The city of Cincinnati owns it, like 100%. They own a railroad. They voted to sell that to Norfolk Southern. Um, it's a freight line that runs from Cincy to Chattanooga, Tennessee. They sold it for $1.6 billion. And they're going to put it in a trust fund, and it's going to generate between forty and fifty million a year for infrastructure improvements in Cincinnati. So it sounds like okay, a, a okay, pretty good idea. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know why okay. they ever owned a railroad to begin with, but they owned one. Can the you city. imagine the insurance on a railroad right now, <laughs> especially after East uh -huh. Palestine? Yes, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, I'm that sure. <laughs> I'm sure that started. But I love the outcome of that. It, you know, again, follow the money. Let's make sure that it is used what it's supposed to be used. Right, but that makes sense. Uh, sure. Some other quick news, guys. Uh, guy, Brett, <laughs> this is me and you. Uh, you haven't and, gone for the we they thing yes. yet, so, you know, so I'm not. Good. I'm not smoking <laughs> recreational marijuana. Just just to make it clear, uh, even though I think I, 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 I glimpse Steve over there, the ghost of Steve. Um, so uh, Six Flags uh, has merged with Cedar Fair, and now we have this. Uh, if you call it, uh, uh, bless you, a big roller coaster. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, like you got big tobacco and you got big yeah, pharma. Really. Now we got big roller. Uh, so they're going to operate 22 parks. It's a $2 billion merger. So Cedar Point, Kings Island, all the six flags uh, are all going to be headquartered out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's big news in Ohio because yeah. we have two of the biggest, oh, yeah. you know, there you go. Uh, yep. Bobby yep. Knight, uh, who was part of the Ohio State University National Championship team in 1960, and of course went on to be the legendary coach of not only the Olympic team, but obviously Indiana University, um, that died uh, yeah. this past week. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, that we is... Just, we just don't have coaches like him anymore. No, no. You know I what mean, I mean? No. Hate him or love him. Right. He... He got some stuff done, and he 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 brought the spotlight to that sport. And and I didn't realize this either. I I should have read his book. Have not read his book, but after he graduated, his first job offer was at the high school that I went to, Salina High School. And he, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, and I saw this quote come up that he he did the interview for the basketball team, of course. And he realized looking at the how everything was set up uh, physically there at at my high school that he saw that football was more of a focus. Yeah. And said, nah, I'll take a pass. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're going to – which is fine, you know, and it is more of a football school than – and that's Ohio. Yeah. Uh, that he – you know, and I'm thinking, my God, that close. That but, close. We, but we, we could have been part of history. But, but no, what he, you he, said, yeah. in terms of his yeah. attitude oh as a coach, gosh, yeah. you know, he was all in. He was oh, definitely man. out of the Woody Hayes mold. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean he was one of those guys – Okay, you take his chair throwing incident, you know, where you, you get, went you went to games to see him coach, even if you didn't like Indiana. He spazzed you out to see it. Just like Woody. Yeah. You know, just yeah, Woody take that hat off, throw it on the ground, and walk. <laughs> hey, you know, passion, 
you know, now now you got to be a cool guy. You yeah. know, you got to be, you know. We're going to fine your butt for even standing up, you know, that kind of stuff. You know. Well, and you have to be so oh, scientific God. and yeah. everything's numbers. I imagine they're going to come up with an artificial intelligence <laughs> coach at some point. Uh, I just throw yeah. a couple more things. Uh, Akron, Ohio, uh, I, I was trying to find a video. So you people at home, Google this up. You'll you'll just you'll just be laughing. So the junkyard in Akron, Ohio, had a repeat offender guy who would come in middle of the night with his uh, battery-operated Sawzall and take off catalytic converters and whatever, right? So he's robbing them blind at night. Well, he fell asleep in the back of one of the cars. And when the, when the team came in, when the employees showed up at work in the morning, they noticed this guy in the back of an SUV curled up with a Sawzall, right? <laughs> so he's, he's back there. Like, he's got the, the, the instruments of the burglary with him. And they go get a forklift, one of those skid steers that you see a construction job, big giant thing with big, huge wheels with a forklift lift. And they stick it under this junk car that he's sleeping in hoisted up 20 feet in the air and he's up there, right? He can't, he can't open the doors. He can't, you know, because, because he's, he's, he's going to, you know, break his neck if he jumps and they call the cops. And the person uh, at nine one one is quoted in the paper. Again, you got to Google this. Uh, it says, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard <laughs> that, that they, they said, well, where is the guy? Well, we've done a citizen's arrest. He's 20 feet up in the air. Well, they said, what? So the cops love loved it. it. They showed love up. Love it. Love it. Go love Akron. It. You bet. Go Akron. Exactly. Akron's also going to have a. Uh, they're going to have a museum for LeBron James that's opening up. Uh, I think next year. So uh, hmm. Akron's got some other stuff going on, and I won't comment about LeBron. God bless him. I, I I hope LeBron softens up a little bit and may, maybe helps us all come together instead of breaking apart but uh yeah. that's my little one well, that'll, be a, that'll be a nice attraction for akron though. it'll be a nice attraction that, that'll bring a lot and of you throw in good. canton's no, uh football yeah. hall of fame oh, you, yeah. you could do a whole sports thing up yeah, there yeah um yeah. we should remember uh tomorrow now people are celebrating it today mm -hmm. if it celebrates the right word but tomorrow is the actual mm -hmm. 11th day of the 11th month and at the 11th hour meaning 11 o'clock in the morning observe a minute of silence in your house or if you're out with people, if you notice people taking their hats <clears> off at, at 11 or if you're, you know, shopping and the store manager remembers uh, the importance of that. It was when the armistice took place in World War One was the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month. And that's when the soldiers, German, American, Turkish, you know, Russian, well, they were out of the war by then, but French, everybody put down their rifles, and that was when the armistice, uh, the, the ceasefire went went into effect, I should mm -hmm. say, not the armistice. All right. But I, at, I, at, at you, any rate— And you we, bring good points. I think people— It's get, Veterans Day. Yeah, they get confused. It's not Memorial Day. No, it's not it's, Memorial Day. It's, it's, it's not in regards to how to celebrate it. And it That's right. You know, and um, and I have this— I have this um, Anxiety, I guess you could say too, that you you want to talk to a veteran, but you don't know what to ask. You don't know what to say. And and I I, I got these questions from military.com in regards to, you know, questions that you when you come across a veteran, they do want to engage. They want to talk about, you know, what ask them what did you do in the military? How long did you serve? What was your favorite moment? You know, what, what you did? Uh, did anyone else in the family serve? 
Uh, why did you go into it? You could be a family thing, and they want to really talk about the why of the family. Uh, what you don't want to ask is, uh, how many people did you kill? I mean, you know that, that it, that's it, it's a moot point. They don't want to talk about that. But I think there are some really good questions that you can ask to engage. So they want to talk about their service. Well, and, and most veterans, you know, it's just statistically, yeah. it, it most veterans were not in combat. Okay. Right. Only about, and I, only is not, the, mm-hmm. that's not a judgment word, mm-hmm. but it takes a huge, right, logistical operation to support the people at the front lines mm-hmm. that, that do the, the war fighters, if you will, the people that actually in combat. And as we also know, because we had nurses during Desert Storm that were killed, people back, you know, behind the lines uh, can be, uh, hit with artillery and missiles. And, sure. and we, so we lost female nurses. Uh, we lost female pilots. We lost people who were not on the front lines in addition to the people we did lose on the front lines. So, mm-hmm. you know, just because you're in the logistical operations like, you know, communications or whatever, doesn't mean that you're not in jeopardy. And a lot of, uh, veterans have been hurt, uh, if you will, just with accidents. Right. I mean, they're handling bombs, they're mm-hmm. handling freight and cargo, sure. and that's all dangerous too. Mm-hmm. And uh, things fall on them. They f- they fall down. They they get you know sliced open. Things blow up on them that are that are uh, you know, handling these materials. So uh, yeah, it's not all about you know celebrating people who that necessarily were in combat. It's also about their logistical brothers and sisters in the support areas, uh, you know, that we also need to thank. Right. So, and if you if you have any influence on hiring, you own a business, or you influence, you need another employee, or whatever, you know, really consider looking looking at veterans. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, right. give give them, and it's not a hand up, it's not a hand out, it's uh. that. They uh, they have a very difficult time finding jobs. Yeah, very difficult time. And if you get get a position that could be filled, think of a veteran first because Ohio Means Jobs has that listed as well too at the very top of helping veterans out. So big time. You know, make make a little extra effort on that. Well it, it can, said. It can be it can mean the difference. Right, it can and, mean and the difference. After all, they're trained to work as a team with yeah. other people. Yeah, they know how to take orders. Uh, you know, they are results oriented as, you know, these are broad brush statements, but in general, that training, you know, whether it's basic training or specialized training, you know, even if they were trained to, you know, uh, do, you know, like they were a machine gunner, (laughs) you know, or something that doesn't apply in civilian life, all of the other attributes in their training in or to their the possibility of being an excellent manager or an excellent operator of some piece of equipment or whatever that you can train them on. Reliable. That's right. Reliable, if nothing else. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, that's going to do it for this edition. Hey, uh, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Harper CPA Plus. Make sure that you, uh, again, if you own a business or you're an entrepreneur or whatever, get a hold of them. Harper CPA Plus.com. They got a, a free entrepreneurial success formula uh, thingy you can download. It's called a thingy. It's probably a PDF or something. I call it a thingy. What the heck? <laughs> uh, how to avoid managing your business from your bank account. It's it's right there on the homepage. So it's very easy to do. But uh, again, thanks for joining us. And um, until we talk to you next week, make it a good week.